0: You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Well, hello. I am Matt Williamson, belly up to my bar. Let's talk divisional round playoffs. Some of you might be having flashbacks. Like, whoa, what is going on here? This is like the... uh, Locked On NFL podcast before my man BP joined the operation. Well, he's out of commission, unfortunately, for today. So, it's Thursday night here in Pittsburgh, and I am recording this by myself, old school at my bar as usual, chatting with you guys. And we're just going to go through four games. Some notes in front of me, all kinds of good stuff. And we're starting off with Cincy at Tennessee coming off a bye. Spread is three and a half is what I'm looking at. Um, opponent both these teams are pass funnels. You know, they both are, have a very low percentage of running plays at them because they're much better at stopping the run than they are the pass. And we'll get to that here in a minute. But I kind of have a format here in typical uh, M-Dub fashion. I have some uh, a couple little nuggets to start these things. Tennessee's offense is averaging 5.1 yards per play. They're allowing 5.4 Cincinnati offense is gaining five point nine yards per play and allowing five point five. So Cincinnati is much better in this overall metric. Um, the divisional round kicks off with only you know there's only one game here that's not a, a rematch from the regular season. Um, how about this? Though? the Titans have a eight and three record against teams opposed to posted a winning record this year. That's the best in the league. Seventy three percent winning percentage. As we know. Bengals ended a 31-year drought between their last playoff win. And another hurdle that they they have is crazy not playoff success in Cincinnati. They've never won a road playoff game. I mean, in the history of the franchise. I, I was a little shocked to hear that, so I wanted to throw that at you. So, the Bengals are one of the most explosive offenses in the league, where Tennessee is about the least explosive in the league. However, I think we have to put a an asterisk there by Tennessee because a lot of that is because they've had injuries to their three key guys. Really, I think it's two key guys, Henry and Brown, but Julio as well. Um, all three of those guys look like they will be, you know, ready and ro- roaring to go. And I think Henry's going to get just a full workload. I mean, folks, if you're thinking about DFS or whatever, expect Henry to carry the load. A little birdie told me that's the way it's going to go. And I think that's the way it is going to go. Um, dug this one up too. They've only played 120 snaps this year with Jones, Brown, and Henry on the field, but they've destroyed teams when they're out there. I mean, they, they're averaging 6.9 yards per play with those three on the field. If you remember, they were at 5.1 yards per play for the season. Um, the Bengals have done well against you know the good teams. They're 5-2 and two against winning teams. Um, and the Titans, you know, you know, so I do think the Bengals are for real. I think this will be a big hurdle in terms of stringing playoff games together on the road. I think the bye is big for Tennessee. So, we're also going to do a quarterback and coach advantage for every game. Quarterback advantage, decidedly Cincinnati. I think coach advantage, decidedly Tennessee. Uh, I think Vrabel will have these guys playing very, very physical. Um, the Bengals are throwing the ball a lot more lately. They're, they're putting it on Burroughs' plate instead of mixing, especially over the last month or so. Um, I mentioned that Tennessee's a real pass funnel. You know, I mean, teams aren't running against these guys. I mean, they're they're only allowing 3.9 yards per play. It's even better on first down. I don't think that Mixon's going to have much running room at all. And I think Burrow's going to get hit a lot, to be very honest. His protection worries me. I mean, I don't don't have any concerns about his toughness or willingness to take hits. But I think he will take hits. Here's what worries me, though, for the Titans are... Uh, the Titans faced the most targets per game to wide receivers. And wide receivers are putting up really big numbers this year against the Titans. I mean, obviously with the caveat of protecting. It's a good defensive front. And slot receivers in particular kill the Titans. I mean, this could be a big Tyler Boyd game. Um, I thought Tannehill played really well to finish up the season. That That's noteworthy. Um, the Bengals also are very much a pass funnel. I mean, they, they're really good against the run. But the Bengals also have a lot of D-line injuries right now that are a little uncertain here Thursday night of you know, who's going to play and who isn't. And I just think the Titans will do what they do. And that means a lot of Henry. You know, they're, The Bengals actually have gotten worse against the running back position here late in the season. Over the last five games of the year, they're allowing 5.5 yards per carry. I think there's a huge game in store by A.J. Brown. I think Henry goes back to looking like himself, kind of like Akers did. Home field advantage, rested. Um, I expect a really good game. Uh, The spread at 3.5 has me concerned. I like Tennessee to win. I think there's going to be points in this game. I expect both quarterbacks to play well. I think I'll lay the 3.5, but I'm not super excited about the spread in this game. So, my man BP's San Francisco 49ers are going to Green Bay. And, again, a bye week for the Packers. That is massive. Um, I think that they will handle that very well. Veteran team, been there, done it. But San Francisco is not a wonderful matchup for them. And, again, yards per play. San Francisco's offense produces 6.1, only allows 5.1. That one one-yard entire discrepancy is one of the best in the league. The Packers are gaining 5.8 yards per play, allowing 5.4. Also quite good, of course. I didn't realize this. I'm sure Brian would have helped me with this one. But um, since Shanahan's been there, they have a lot of road wins. And a big chunk of those have come over the last three years. 19 road wins over the last three seasons. I mean, that's a big number. But we know Green Bay is an awful place to play. And the Packers were the only team this year that was undefeated at home. They won their home games by 111 points. (laughs) I mean, holy cow. I mean, only one of the Packers' home games this year was within eight points. (laughs) And they had six double-digit victories in Green Bay. I mean, enough said. Um, This is Rodgers' fourth playoff game against the Niners. That's the most he's ever had against any specific team. 0-3 for Aaron Rodgers against the Niners. I'm sure you guys remember many of those. I mean, that's... And there's a reason. I mean, uh, Niners are a tough matchup. Uh, Niners are great in the red zone, uh, while the the Packers' defense, really bad in the red zone. Yeah, I think that's also noteworthy here. Um, Green Bay is phenomenal at protecting the football, though. And we Rodgers is historically good in terms of, of not throwing picks, putting the ball in harm's way. I think that's a huge deal. Um, I really think the... You know, Bosa-Warner injuries are up in the air at this point. We'll see how that goes. And I also wanted to mention, too, you know, Green Bay's getting back, guys. I mean, Bakhtiari, Myers, Darius Smith, Jari Alexander, um, Cobb, Billy Turner. So, I think this bye week, kind of like we talked about with Tennessee, really sets up well for Green Bay in terms of health, rest. Uh, maturity, handling these situations. Also, want to throw this out, too. Two bad teams, actually, on special teams. That might kind of shock you guys. So, quarterback advantage, clearly the Packers. I always sell the floor short, but I'm still going coaching advantage. Nah, I'm going to go with Green Bay. I mean, you win that many games time and time again, mix in a little home field advantage. But the coach advantage, to me, is very, very minimal. Um Devonte Adams has killed the Niners in his in his uh career. I think Rodgers will do just fine, although I'm really impressed with how the Niners D's playing, no doubt about that. I think the combination of Dylan and Jones kind of a hot hand approach will do plenty. I mean, I think that the balance here will certainly be intact. Maybe Jones gets a bigger role as a receiver, especially if Warner's out to make you maybe find some more mismatches there. Jimmy can't have the big go linebacker-blind turnover. I mean, uh, that will be enough to lose a game like this. I mean, he needs to be efficient and not turn the football over. I think he's capable, but again, I mean, clearly massive quarterback advantage to Green Bay. Just found this one, too. Elijah Mitchell. I mean, these guys, these teams played earlier in the year. Um, the Niners didn't have Mitchell, Hasty, or Wilson running the ball. And back then, you know, Debo wasn't even running the football either. He only had two carries in that game. So... It was Kyle Juszczyk and Trey Sermon, who they apparently hate. Those are the ball carriers in that game. So, much different, of course. Um, I do think Samuel, Ayuk, Kittle, who's been really quiet lately, but I expect a breakout from him in this one. And Ayuk has done massively good work against zone defenses this year. And they're going to see a lot of zones. And I think... Shani should be able to manipulate those predictable coverages to some degree and you get a lot of the same stuff and he knows how to attack them. I think he'll run pretty well in Green Bay. I think the Packers win this game not by five and a half, though. I, I think that the Niners can play small ball, get some big plays from Kittle and Debo and Ayuk and hang around. But the quarterback discrepancy to me is just so huge an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about get upside my listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up just download the free get upside app at the app store or google play right now use our promo code touchdown and get a bonus of 25 cents per gallon on your fill up that's that's up to 50 cents cash back don't pay full price at the pump anymore get cash back using get upside uh, just download the app for free and use promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents a gallon back on your first tank some people who drive a lot are making as much as 2 to 300 dollars a month in cash back and there's no catches here involved so the cash back gets added right into your account you can you can cash out anytime to your bank account to PayPal or an e-gift card from Amazon. Just download the free GetUpside app and use our promo code, Touchdown, to get 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code, Touchdown. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. Next new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, just use our promo code locked on, all one word, all caps locked on to get started. Football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, I mean, your favorite casino games from Vegas, I mean, anything you want really. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Uh, Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So we got Rams at Bucks three point spread in that one. Rams, these guys are almost identical. I mean, the Rams produce six yards per play. Bucks produce six point one yards per play. They both allow five point two yards per play. Yeah, I even bring it up, Williamson. You know, similar teams. So Brady, he is now five and zero in the postseason as a Buck with the Super Bowl ring. Ain't so bad. This number is one of the most impressive Brady numbers, which is saying so much that I've ever heard. In the divisional round of the playoffs, Tom Brady is 14-2. and two. And many of those are Patriot games after a bye in their building in New England. But nonetheless, that's 16 football games against a playoff opponent that just beat a playoff opponent, and he's lost two of them. I mean that's bonkers. Um, Bucks have won eight of nine, kind of quietly. Um, <coughs> the Rams have won six of seven. They're certainly heating up. Um, the only one of those Bucks losses was the week three, um, or one of their one of their losses was back in week three to the Rams, but that was a million years ago. 34-24 win there by the Rams, and, but they controlled that game too. I mean that was thirty one seventeen after three quarters. Um, a lot of yards in that game, but such a different aspect of it. I mean, there's no Godwin. Uh, I don't think Gronk played in that game. Robert Woods was a factor. Odell wasn't a Ram. And, you know, there's just a lot of different things since then. You know, Von Miller wasn't a Ram at that point. So there's some familiarity, but it's a long time ago with different people. Um, this is huge to me, and it's a very much a Stafford thing. I mean, the Rams are 7-0 and this year. When they don't turn the ball over. Plus 115 in point differential in those games. and They won every game they didn't turn the ball over by at least seven points. And that includes the week three matchup against these guys. But, I mean, that was a while ago. Um, They also travel well, much like San Francisco does. But short week on the road, cross country, after Monday night. I mean, I think you have to take that into account. Quarterback advantage, I mean... Brady's 14-2 at the divisional round. I mean, is that enough said? It has to be him. Coach advantage. Two strong staffs. I'm going to go Tampa based on their coordinators. I mean, and they're Super Bowl champs. So, benefit of the doubt. I think that's big. This is huge for me, though. Again, some of these injuries are hard to comment on. Ryan Jensen got hurt last week. Came back, though. I think he's fine. But Tristan Wirfs got hurt, and it looked awful and came back for some ungodly reason. If I was starting an NFL team with one young, one offensive lineman, my pick might be Wirfs. And the drop-off after him is massive, even if Jensen's not quite 100%. You know, we know Donald, interior pressure versus Brady, no matter what. I mean, Aaron Donald's the best defensive player on the planet. And that Rams front, I mentioned Von Miller, he's really heating up. Those edge guys have been a lot better than they were a month or so ago. So that Worf's injury is huge. A couple Brady things here and offensive stuff for T-Bay. He threw his most passes of the year when they played the Rams last time. Um, The Rams stopped the run quite well. Sounds like Fournette will play. And Arian said something along the lines of, if he does... He will be full go, you know, no restrictions. Uh, but again, the Rams are really tough to run on. But they've missed Fournette and his every down ability. That Brady dump off is lethal. Rams play a lot of zone, but still, I got to think Ramsey spends more time on Evans than anywhere else on the field. And they don't travel. Ramsey, po- you know, contrary to popular belief. But considering the state of the Bucks receiving core right now, I gotta think you gotta get Ramsey on Evans a lot. I mean a heavy percentage of the time. And speaking of the receivers, I mean you know, Tyler Johnson played seventy seven percent of the snaps last week. Rashad Perryman played forty nine. Scottie Miller played twenty six. I mean those aren't the guys you want on the field for that much. And I love Rob Gunkowski. Um, but I think the Rams have some answers there. I mean, I think they can do okay against him, you know, with the the middle of the field and especially if Ramsey's on Evans and the lack of other stud receivers, maybe you can dedicate a little more attention to Gronk, especially situationally, third down, red zone. I'm unbelievable. Stafford, I'm not lumping him with Jimmy with the turnover thing, but we just said how much how important the turnover situation is. I thought he was really good on Monday night. Uh, didn't throw many passes though, but he was really, really strong. Um, when these teams met last time, Stafford carved them up. You know, I mean, four touchdowns, 343 yards, really played well. Um, this is a big deal to me though. The the Bucks are the heaviest blitz team in the league. The blitzing Stafford is a terrible idea. He carves up the blitz. I don't think people talk about that enough with him, and he has for a while. It's not just a new thing. Um, again, they are also a massive pass-funnel defense, so, you know, I, I, I think the Rams will run, and Akers looked awesome, and I think Akers will be the true number one, mix in some Michelle. And the Rams really handled the Bucks front last time they played, but again, that was months ago. Um, most teams throw against the Bucks. I mean, that's just how their defense is designed, that's a Todd Bowles thing, I mean, so we know that. But their run defense isn't as crazy good as it's been in previous years, in my opinion. It's, it's real good, but it's not impossible to move the ball on the ground against Tampa anyway. Um, <clears throat> as a result, they've seen the fewest rushing attempts in the league. And frankly, they just kind of destroyed the Eagles' run game last week, too. So, I mean, I'm not saying that the, the Rams are going to have a lot of success on the ground. Um. here's a little nugget, though. Tampa really struggles and gives up a lot of production to slot receivers. Well, Cooper Cup is going to line up in this slot a lot and putting up massive numbers. I mean, I put a DFS lineup together the other day. I don't know if I want Adams or Cup. I mean, both those guys are set up to just go insane. Um, I also think Odell's getting better and better. Highly productive, also high leverage situations, you know, third downs, red zone. Finds the end zone a lot in a Rams uniform. Tight ends have done well against the Bucs as well. Uh, I think Van Jefferson's now a really solid three, even though his numbers have, you know, fallen off a little. Betting against Brady is a great way to lose money. But I think the Rams win this one straight up. I just think they're in a better spot right now. Um, I certainly would take the points. Folks, I want to take a minute here to tell you guys about Built Bar. They've been a really great sponsor and ally here to the entire Locked On Network and to my family as well. My son's 14. He's real into lifting weights now and working out. He just crushes Built Bars as soon as they pretty much walk in the door. Um, my wife is kind of a chocolate connoisseur and she's real picky about the you know in these bars some of the chocolate you get on the outside is really waxy not the case at all with built bar and there's 18 amazing flavors including six new flavors caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barkada, lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake apple almond crisp to go around to go with the original 12 flavors uh they're great for the health conscious guy or woman um you lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat um some of these all these bars have a little bit different qualifications but let's just pick one out of the air here peanut butter has 19 grams of protein 180 calories only five grams of sugars and five grams of net carbs um how about cookies and cream only has 17 grams of protein only 130 calories 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and that's what you get with all these, which is unbelievable. So go to BuiltBar.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, that's LOCKED15, all one word, and you get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, a grand finale. Bills at Chiefs. I'm This might be my pick for the Super Bowl if that was possible. Hey, Matt, if you want to see two teams in the Super Bowl, who would you pick? Probably these two and or the Packers. I do believe this is the AFC Championship game. The Chiefs are favored by two and a half. I haven't paid a ton of attention, but I think that spread has moved a little here and there all week long. Uh, Speaking of spread, Kansas City's only nine and nine against the spread. And go back to last year, they're really bad against the spread. And I think there's something to that. I think they're a great team. I just mentioned they're, they're my favorite team to watch, you know, with the Bills and Packers for the whole thing. But I still think there's a little bit of public perception is better than what the true Chiefs are. They're playing much better now. They just destroyed my Steelers last week. But I studied them like crazy last week. And there's more inconsistencies to this Chiefs team, especially their passing game, than you might guess. Um, let, let's do the uh, the yards per attempt thing here. Bill's offense averages 5.7 yards per attempt. Pretty darn good. Chiefs offense is even better. 5.9 But the Chiefs allow as much yardage per play as they give up. So their their ratio is zero. Where the Bills are the best in the league, we told you guys about this last week, they only allow 4.6 yards per play, which is unbelievably good. That makes them plus 1-1 in that category, which is gigantic. Um, Last week, these teams scored 13 offensive touchdowns. I mean, think about that. I mean, it was a perfect game. Uh, Nine innings, didn't even walk a batter type of game for the Bills offense and, and Allen. Um, Buffalo's won five in a row. Um, All 12 wins of their season have come by double-digit points. And pretty much all their losses have been narrow losses. Uh, To me, that says volumes about what this team really is. Uh, They beat the Chiefs 38-20. That was back in week five. Uh, But they were up 31-13, you know, through three quarters, too. I mean, they controlled it from the start. Again, a long time ago. Um, Big deal for the Chiefs is early in the year, the turnovers were just... Amazing. Way, way too many turnovers. Some of them are luck. Some of them are just finding their footing. Um, but the, the Chiefs have really been good at valuing the football lately. Much, much better. And that's turned their season around. Um, even in that, that, that game they played the first time, the Chiefs turned the ball over four times. And Casey's defense, as they often do, really aggressive you know, uh, scheme and knowing that Mahomes always going to put up points. Um, they're taking the the ball away quite a bit too. So Allen in particular, but the whole offense in Buffalo really needs to value the football here. Um, I mentioned how good their defense has been. The Bills are first in in yards allowed per drive, while the Chiefs defense is 30th in yards allowed per drive. So I know things have gotten much better than Kansas City, and I think they're better than 30, but they're... Defense allows as much yardage as their offense does per play, you know. So the defense is susceptible. Um, quarterback and coach, of course, it's Kansas City. Okay, but I mean, let's say we did Rodgers, Brady, Allen, Mahomes. I don't know how I'd pa- quarterback those or power rank those quarterbacks for this week. I'm not talking about just in you know career or whatever. Who do I least want to play against this week? Allen's right there in the mix. I mean, with two all-time greats and Mahomes. I guess i got to give Andy Reid the coaching nod, too. But really, the quarterback coach edge, is to me, is just flush it down the toilet. Don't even bring it up for this game. I mean, the Bills ask so much of Josh Allen. And they really ask him to be Superman. And he puts the red, white, and blue on, and he's Superman. (laughs) You know, I mean, he's done it all and put the whole team on his back. I think he's the most talented quarterback in the league and that includes his, you know, guy on the other sidelines including Mahomes. I know that's saying a lot, but I think he is. Um, struggles with pressure a little bit though. I mean if there's one thing that Allen needs to work on this offseason to continue his great maturation, I think it's, you know, dealing with pressure. So I mentioned how uh, you know aggressive Spagnolo is, I'm sure he'll come after him a lot. But <clears throat> Devin Singletary has really stepped up here. I mean, averaging just under 79 or 97 yards per game over his past six. I mean, he is the man here. They're they're running the football, um, getting all the touches, like 85% of the touches in the backfield over the last month and a half, too. Um, I, I know Stefan Diggs <coughs> excuse me, isn't lighting it up like he did last year, but his presence is still massively felt. Um, it's certainly going to be a problem here. He's the go to guy. But boy, I really like what Knox has done. He's really stepped up, especially as a red zone producer, touchdown producer. And I'm going to mention Isaiah McKenzie. I mean, what he's doing isn't fluky. It's not just manufactured touches. He's out there running routes and running the football. And it looks like he's shot out of a cannon. I mean, mention this, you know, we'll mention McKinnon here, Jarrett McKinnon. But always this time of year, a couple guys pop up that didn't play a lot in the year, and they look like they're playing at a different speed. And McKenzie's one of those guys for me. Uh, I mentioned the turnovers for KC. Um, in the last six games, Mahomes' touchdown-interception ratio is 17-2, to two, so pretty good. Um, he he had a tough time in Week 5 when they played against each other. I mean, that was his lowest yards per pass attempt. He dropped back and and threw 63 times against the Bills. And I think this is really interesting, too. They didn't blitz him once and hardly played any man coverage. It worked. You know, I mean, so I think both these guys, how they handle pressure, how blitz rates will be very important. I expect Kansas City to blitz a fair amount, come after Allen, who struggled with pressure. Much like Stafford, but even to a different, degree, a higher degree, Mahomes has killed the blitz since he's come in the league. So why bother? I don't think the, Buff- the Bills will have to. They have so much active defenders, I think they'll drop back, make them matriculate the ball down the field. Um, along those lines, I love this number. Buffalo leads the NFL in pressure rate, despite blitzing on only 26% of their snaps, which is like halfway through the league. So they're generating more pressure than anyone in the league, blitzing middle of the road. Pretty good group. Uh, some of that's because of coverage, too. Mentioned McKinnon. Played a ton this past week. Looked really good. You can almost forget sometimes what an amazing combine athlete he was coming out of school. And sometimes you see that when he gets in the open field or the burst. I have a hunch Edward Soler is going to play and be a glorified James White, third down back type guy. And leave McKinnon as the top guy. But Edward Soler, I mean strong role player certainly could have value in this game. Tyree kill looks like he's pretty close to back to where he was. Um, healthy enough is how I would say that dangerous as he, is he, as he probably can be this time of year. Um, but Byron Pringle's kind of stepped up as the number two and I'm growing a little fonder of Nicole Hardman as well. So Pringle's definitely stepped up. That's big. And Tredavious White, of course is out of this matchup. Um, But all in all, the Bills do a really nice job against top receivers. I also think that they have some answers for Kelsey. I mean, at least on paper, an amazing pair of safeties, the best pair of safeties in the league. They're phenomenal. And their linebackers cover a lot of ground as well. So I don't think Kelsey carves the Bills up. Are they willing, are they ready to win in Kansas City in a super important game? Are they there as a franchise, a defining moment? I think the answer is yes i think the bills win it i'm, I'm gonna go out on that one but boy i just want to sit back and watch so folks that's a wrap uh i expect my man bp to be back on monday this was fun kind of doing it old school just chatting with you guys uh give me some feedback on that if you want spread the word and that is a wrap over and out